from the Mercy One Studio. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now is also underwritten by Vermar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson. Good morning. I'm Chris Magruder. How was your break, Julie? It was wonderful. I got to spend two weeks with my new grandson. They came to visit. It was, I I tell you, being a grandmother is awesome. I can see why my friends who are glow so much. (laughs) And then we had uh, some uh, family time in Florida and we missed all this lovely snow. And, uh, but it was nice to, it was kind of nice to see it when we came back. So yeah, it was good. How about you, Chris? How was yours? It was great. And speaking of snow, that was an answer to my prayer and my daughter's prayer. (laughs) We wanted snow on Christmas and it melted a little bit before Christmas, but then we got snow, um, the day right before we celebrate Christmas, we usually do a little bit early. So we were just thinking it was a great answered prayer. And like the next day, the streets were pretty dry and, you know, we could all drive them. So it was exactly an answered prayer for us. The snow with with good streets. <laughs> well, uh, I agree. The snow was beautiful. And our kids surprised us with a photo shoot and mm-hmm. we, the snow was still around. So we had some really beautiful pictures with the snow on the branches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it was a great Christmas at our house and yeah. hope our listeners, you all had a good Christmas and, and uh, it's our first week back here. So, and we're happy to be back with all of you. Yes. And you know, just want to remind our listeners that the Patriotic Rosary is going on this week, and especially this week with, you know, all the things to be praying for in our in our world and politics and everything, um, where it doesn't matter where you are, we need to pray for our country. So if you want to join us to do the Patriotic Rosary, 7.30 to 8 o'clock at St. Augustine's, it's pretty quick, um, but it's powerful. And right now, those prayers are much needed for peace in our country and, and for God's will, truly. That's right. That's right. And I also wanted to, we also want to tell our listeners that our guest today is Christine Kirkman, who will be joining us right after the break that's coming up. Christine is, lives here in Des Moines, attends Christ the King, and she's going to share a story of her family's journey with her grandson who battled addiction and lessons learned on faith in life and um, dealing with all those emotions that go around that. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I just want to remind listeners that, you know, if you're listening to music that is throwing you off a little bit, turn on Iowa Catholic Radio's music system. We have got the best positive, inspiring music through our Iowa Catholic Radio app online at iowacatholicradio.com. And Jimmy Olsen does such a great job of putting those music lists together. I recommend everybody just turn that on if you're cleaning or if you're doing, you know, folding laundry or whatever it is, you're driving to work, whatever it is, turn that on to iowacatholicradio.com and listen in a little bit. I think it'll lift your spirits. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Cindy Schulte of Farm Your Financial Services for underwriting Catholic Women Now. Cindy is an authorized independent agent, and she and her team provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. She really does a great job of helping us to understand some of the stuff that's not always easy for those of us who don't understand that industry as well. And she is also able to help you through all stages of life, including any kind of estate planning, retirement planning that you need these days. So you can find Cindy on the web at cindyschulte.com or by calling 515-226-2111. 
Well, when we come back, we will be introducing our guest, Christine Kirkman, and their family's journey with her grandson and dealing with addiction. So stay tuned. Here with Iowa Catholic Radio, and we're Catholic women now. Iowa Catholic Radio is now available on your smart speaker, like the Amazon Echo or the Echo Dot. All you have to do is set up the Iowa Catholic Radio skill. You can listen to Iowa Catholic Talk Radio or music radio whenever you want. Step one, say, Alexa, enable the Iowa Catholic Radio skill. Or enable it through your Alexa app. Step two, say, Alexa, open Iowa Catholic Radio. Step three, Alexa will give you a choice to listen to Iowa Catholic Radio Talk or Iowa Catholic Radio Music. Now enjoy listening to Iowa Catholic Radio through your smart speaker. Thanks to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Every year, Blessman International leads teams of Central Iowans to share the compassionate heart of Christ with orphans and vulnerable children in South Africa. You can learn more and sign up for a trip at blessmaninternational.org. Thank you, Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, for underwriting Catholic Women Now. As an authorized independent agent, Cindy's team can provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. Cindy Schulte at 1315 50th Street in West Des Moines or on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Products available at Farm Bureau Financial Services. Thank you, construction professionals, for your support of Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Construction Professionals is a family-owned business dedicated to our customers. Whether designing, building, or renovating, we are here to better serve you. cpcustomhomes.com Well, welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined with Chris Magruder this morning, and we're excited to invite into as our guest today, Christine Kirkman. Christine Kirkman lives here in the Des Moines area. Many of you may already know her. She's pretty active in uh, Christ the King Parish. She's a wife, husband to Deacon Pat Kirkman. She's the mother of five children, grandmother of 18 grandchildren. And like I said, she's very active at Christ the King. Christine is here to tell us a little bit about her family's journey with their son, grandson, Michael, who struggled with addiction. So welcome, Christine. Hi, Julie. Thank you. And Chris for inviting me to the show to share Michael's story. Well, it's good to see you again, Christine. I know we've all done some things with you in the past and Bible studies and Tao studies and such. So you've been a beacon to many of us in faith. So we're excited to have you on to tell us a little bit more about your grandson, Michael, and his journey with addiction. Could you just start maybe with giving us a little bit of like a thumbnail history of his life and and growing up? Michael was my first grandson out of all of those children, out of the 18. He was the first grandson. Uh, Of course, you know, that's quite a milestone for us when we go from being a parent to to a grandparent. Uh, Michael was a a young man who, from the very beginning, he was always smiling. He always just had a great smile on his face. He was a really caring child. His father, um, he lost his biological father before he was born, but his father that adopted him, he was uh, always taught him he was polite and kind to people. Uh, you didn't ever want to, as Michael got a little bit older, you uh, never wanted to be picking on somebody because Michael was the one that was going to come to their defense. He'd get right in the middle of a, of a skirmish if he had to, to protect somebody else that was being the underdog. Um, he went to uh, Catholic schools and clear through, um, well, he didn't. Quite finish his high school because he got into drugs when he was 14. 
uh, what caused that. Um, we'll never know. And, and Michael never knew when you would ask him, uh, how did you get in? You know, what, why can't you quit? And how did you get into to them? And he, he'd say, I, I don't know. And so we always thought that perhaps um, it was just part of, you know, kids experimenting. And uh, it ended up his went way beyond the experimental stage. But like I said, he was just, uh, he's played sports. Uh, he just did a lot of things that everybody else's children do, you know, that you hope for your kids. And uh, until he got into drugs, um, that was, he, you know, he did well. And uh, like I said, he got into drugs when he was 14. And um, from then it was just kind of a whirlwind type situation. We would be, um, we'd get him some help. You know, he, well, first of all, he'd start, he started with him getting kicked out of school, out of high school. And then, uh, then he'd get his act together for a while and then uh, they'd let him back in school and then it would happen again. And so he made it about three times. And then he'd go from one school to the other. And according to his own statements, you know, he said he just kept getting in with the wrong crowd each time that he moved on to the next segment of his life. So, um, even in all of those times, he was always uh, kind to people, and he would help, ag again, the underdog. I don't know where to tell you from there, because it was all um, just a whirlwind for our family. Uh, we never knew. Um, he was very good at manipulating, which happens with addicts. Uh, my daughter... When she, after uh, Michael was 23, he was, um, he was, well, he wasn't 23, he was 28. He was born on August 23rd, 1989, and he died December 23rd, uh, 2017. And uh, during all that time, he uh, struggled. He was, in, he was in treatment 19 times in various treatments. Uh, he continued with relapse. And again, when he was... Um, probably a couple of years before he died. We actually got him into a program in another state and he walked away from that program knowing no one and managed to survive for a long period of time. But we never knew whether he was alive or whether he was dead during those different times when he was gone. Uh, the biggest thing that I want to visit with people about the addiction is that um, the guilt that family members feel when they have a child that is addicted. The uh, I always go back to a story that a priest had mentioned one time because in this day and age, we always have an excuse for everything that's happening. And we talk about uh, dysfunction, you know, that um, they, well, they came from a dysfunctional family or they have a dysfunction. And uh, this priest one time said, dysfunction is just sin. He said the, the very first dysfunctional family was Adam and Eve, Cain killed Abel. And so we don't, often look at the fact that we feel guilty because we didn't do this or we didn't do that or we should have done this or we should have done that. Again, um, and I struggled with my own guilt feelings about the ways that we could have helped Michael or not helped Michael. And I realized, you know, that as a Christian, as a believing Christian, that um, God's perfect. And he gave us a church and a Bible to, to direct our lives by. And I had to stop and think, and I thought, if his kids are that messed up, us, why do we think that we as imperfect parents can do better? We just do what we can do 
for our children. And we're, we are, we're imperfect, but he gave us free will. And they have the choice. We can't make them choose any more uh, the direction they're going to go than uh, God. He just guides us. He loves us. And he has mercy for us. And so that's kind of like with Michael and, and how to deal with, you know, if you're a parent wondering right now what you're going to do, if you have a child, child that's addicted or a grown child that's addicted, um, the biggest thing is always to be there and just love them and not to enable them. And that's a difficult, not to enable them sometimes means that you have to tell them they can't come into your home. Uh, many times I met Michael someplace else because I couldn't have him in my home because he would take from me. Uh, he might buy me something with what, <laughs> with the money he had, but he wouldn't take from me. So uh, I've written Michael's life story, which um, I can't get, give it all here, uh, which is part of what he wrote himself and uh, the things that he did when he was when he was in treatment, he had to write how he got there and, and the whole story that way. So he, um, within that story, gosh, I'm sorry. Um, I lost my train of thought. Can you help me? <laughs> yeah. Well, Christina, you know, you shared some really beautiful things about Michael's heart um, with us that he would post on his Facebook page. And I think, um, it would be beautiful to hear some of those things because I think what you say is that sometimes we lose sight in these situations of the heart of the person and that, you know, that, that Jesus sees the heart of the person and how help us to see the heart of that person too. And, and I, as you mentioned, you know, you don't want to turn your backs on them in any way. You want to always want to be there for them. And sometimes it helps to remember those moments too, and our, about our kids when they're struggling. Michael did, speaking of, with that whole struggle, is that he really did struggle for those from the age of 14 till 28 until the addiction finally took his life. But uh, he always signed anything that he wrote. He always signed it with one heart, one love. And in fact, on one of his Facebook pages, I found a picture of a heart that looked like he had drawn. And it was very interesting because I don't think that it was intentional, but within the ventricle of the heart, it looked like a picture of the Holy Spirit. Oh. And it was just it was just very interesting when we came across that. And the other thing that he would always say whenever he was going into a program or something like that, he would say, watch for the miracle. So, you know, he, it was never that he was wanting to be the person to become. Um, I wrote a little piece called My Other Self about him because it was like, this is who I am. This is who I am. This is my heart. This is who I am, but addiction has caused me to become another self, somebody that he was not proud of. Uh, he, he had a friend say one time that um, she put up with him as she did because of the fact that she said, I believe that I put up with the stuff that he did because of the fact that he was always preaching um, love and forgiveness. And she said, I could not not forgive him because it was always love and forgiveness. Um, he he did. He was he always emphasized loving one another and just being at peace. And you yet, know, you know, Christine, it's interesting because I think you said um, he, he's not. You know, a lot of people will get labeled junkies. Yes, but we have to remember what their names are. Right, They're not junkies, and his name was Michael. Right, right, yeah. and that in fact that's the title of the book or the booklet that we put together on him is that. Uh, 
I'm not a junkie. My name is Michael, and this is my story. And so the whole point of, of that is trying to show parents that, you know, you do the best you possibly can for your children and with your children. And sometimes we do it poorly, you know. But nonetheless, I've seen children come from families that you would think, how in the world did they get a saint out of that, t- that home? And then you'll see homes that you think, how in the heck did they get somebody that did that out of that home, you know? And so it's not like we're, um, we have to put beating up on ourselves. We need to always let our child know, no matter what they're doing, that, that we're there for them. You know, it's just like if your kid turns out to be a great kid, well, lucky you. You know, because it, it, like I said, you could have, they could have come from a rotten home and still, you know? Yeah. So. You know, it, it, we, I did a book study with a bunch of moms when our kids were younger. And that was one thing, Christine, that that book, I'll never forget it. It said, as a parent, you never, never, never give up on them. And I think even as parents who have lost a child to something like addiction, even now, I think you said it off, off air. Um, you never quit praying for them. And so I think when we come back, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Christine's going to tell us um, about how her faith has sustained her and helped her family walk through this. We'll be back. You're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. We'll be back after the break. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop, ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Programming support for Catholic Women Now is provided by Iowa's injury attorney, Fred Haas. For over 30 years, Fred Haas has helped injured Iowans recover financial, physical, and emotional losses from car, truck, and motorcycle accidents, work-related injuries, and injuries due to negligence. Most importantly, providing the professional, personal, and responsive legal counsel that everyone deserves. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good. Thank you, Dental Associates, for supporting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. 515-225-6742. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for your support of Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Construction Professionals is a family-owned business dedicated to our customers. Whether designing, building, or renovating, we are here to better serve you cpcustomhomes.com You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com Welcome back to Catholic Women. Now you're listening to Chris Magruder with Julie Nelson and our friend Christine Kirkman is here telling us the story of her grandson, Michael's, um, passing due to an overdose, um, due to his addiction for the last half of his life, really. And so through, you had 14 years, Christine, where you were um, probably struggling right along with him. But 
tell our listeners, you know, what were your faith habits? What were the things that you did that sustained, sustained you through some of those difficult moments? I spent, uh, I've, I've tried to be a daily communicant for many years and um, the, that, and then I would spend time in adoration. I can remember pouring out in tears in adoration, you know, dear God, please help him. And um, as someone mentioned, off, off, Julie mentioned earlier that um, the answers to our prayers don't always look the way we'd like them to look, you know. And um, before I, so I did, I spent time in adoration. Uh, the joyful mystery, what I think about, the, although the Blessed Mother had a perfect child, I would think about her losing Jesus at, at the, and then finding him later in the temple. You know, I would think about how her heart must have felt and, and how I, I could pray to her because I knew that she understood losing, losing, not being able to find a child. And we had lost Michael to, to his addiction. Uh, so I spent a lot of time there. And I often, have, when we talk about guilt, well, maybe I spent too much time at church, you know, and this is what happened with my kids or whatever, this and that and the other. And I realized today that actually, I don't know how I would have sustained this type of thing if I had not received, you know, it's like eating good food. You don't always notice what it's doing for you but it keeps you stronger and better. And I believe that receiving communion daily is that same thing as much as you possibly can, you know, at least on Sundays is that that food for the soul has, has survived me through all this. My daughter struggled, has struggled a lot. And she off and on will ask me, she said, mom, do you think that Michael went to hell? And I said, no, Sandy, I said, I have no thought that he went to hell. He might've gone to purgatory. And I know he would have said, first one saying, yep, I should be here, you know, because the kid always had a smile on his face. He knew he struggled with the fact that he did not overcome his addictions. And so I just um, told her, I said, you know, God's mercy is, is great. And that there's those few minutes, you know, Michael loved his whole thing was love. You know, he would say one heart, one love. Uh, and he would say, look for the miracle. And he told me, grandma, I prayed to Jesus. And so God knew his struggles. We're parents. If you can forgive your child, I'm sure that God has given us in those very last moments, whether we think, whether it's somebody that's died from other causes that were self-inflicted or if it's from an overdose or whatever, that a merciful God would give us those last few minutes to still say yes or no. And so that's, you know, that's what I told her. I said, I have no, I, I cannot believe that the goodness of his heart and the love that he had and the kindness that he had for elders, that there is any way that a merciful God would not say, come into my kingdom. Amen. And I love Christine. You said in the last segment about we never stop praying for our kids and praying for him now too. Yes. Continually. Yeah. Cause like, as you mentioned too, prayer is prayer. Is, God doesn't have time. <laughs> he knows, yeah. he knows the prayers you're going to say after the fact. So those prayers are continually being answered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's what beautiful. A, There's a lot of comfort there in those words and your message. So. Yeah. And, you know, the, the continued prayers, um, you know, in, in your continued time in communion, the fruits of those, like you said, you, we don't know the graces that come from that. And, you know, the, the thing that we also don't know is, you know, we don't know what happens with our sufferings because we offer them back up to the Lord. And um, many graces come from that too, as painful as they are. 
I do have one thing to say. Michael said a long time ago, I would say to him off and on when things were rough, I'd say, Michael, I'm praying for you. And one time he said to me, Grandma, how's that working for you? (laughs) And I said, Michael, I said, I could put a million dollars in a bank account for you. And I said, if you never go and draw any money out of it, you could starve to death. I said, I have put millions of graces in a grace account for you. I said, but you have to pull from that account. God's there to help you. You just need to do your part. You know, I've done mine. You need to do yours. So that's what I always think about is that the heavenly graces are there, you know. And God is the God of time and all those prayers are, are give, are, could, be, or could have been waiting for him at the moment of his death. All the grace is there. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm sure that, you know, I, I think one of the things you, you talked about in the book was um, he had a friend a young woman who actually gave him credit for keeping him or getting him out of getting her out of drugs. Yes, he did. And then he had another friend also that had said, uh, he asked her why she ever put up with him. And she said, I think the only reason is that he preached love and forgiveness that I, I had to be able to forgive him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's all those things that we know God sees. And, you know, our, our good, our good savior, Jesus stands in front of us so that the father sees him, you know, so we're, we all have a lot of hope, you know, a lot of reason for hope. So, well, Christine, it has been a a blessing to have you on the show and we so appreciate you sharing the story ever so briefly. We know that you have a a lot more to share. Um, Is there any way that um, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you to ask you questions for maybe a little advice or guidance that people could contact you? Right. I can give them, I can give you my email address because I also have Michael's story that anybody is welcome. Uh, it's, it's long. I can email it to them and they can share it with anybody they want to, especially know anybody that's struggling. Um, there's also in the back of that, there's a number of a grief support group. If anybody's lost someone to addictions, um, my, my number or my email is P is in Paul, K is in kite, C is in cat, K is in kite, 1970 at aol.com. Okay. And if you contact Catholic women now, um, if you want to get that again, we can help you with that as well. So Christine, thank you for being with us. You're welcome. This is Catholic women now broadcasting from the mercy one studio. Chris, would you like to close us out in prayer? Sure. In the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God. We are so blessed Lord God with your goodness and with your great mercy. We ask, Lord God, that any one of us listeners out there who needs to be reminded of your great mercy and goodness and love, that we would feel that in our heart in this moment. And we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We praise you for your mercy, and we love you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we would consider, if you would please consider supporting Iowa Catholic Radio with a $30 a month gift, we would greatly appreciate it. We, you can donate securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or you can call 515-223-1150. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is prayed daily at 5.30 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. and is up next at 9.30 a.m. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder on the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. Iowa Catholic Radio.
Catholic Women Now is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com. Catholic Women Now is also underwritten by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953.